do we do we want to talk about uh weird tradcasts? We could talk. Oh, you know what? My. We could do as a, like we, the cold open. <laughs> well, let's do. That's a good cold open because this whole red scare thing. Because so what the hell funny. is this shit? <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that there's a, per, a, a certain section of like left wing podcasts that I just never got into. And Red um, Scare is yeah. one of them. Yeah, so you one can never of, be disappointed, is... Jackal. I, I yeah, I, I never got that deep into Red Scare. I like listened occasionally. That was about the extent of it. It was, was I wasn't like a, uh, there wasn't much of an appeal that I noticed. I never was it because they're hot like ladies. they're hot? hot ladies. I, you know, I, I think they were just kind of funny. And I think that was the extent of it to me. Are I don't enough? understand. I, you know, I found them funny at times, but what I never understood is people like get, having some like major takeaway from them, because the extent of their they they were just like impulsively contrarian social critics, and it was like that. You know, that's not a lot to that. You know, you can only mine that well so deep. But I was too far, I think, into leftist stuff when I got into them to find them that appealing at that point. And, you know, and I've already, and I already had my rub in with like, oh, what if, uh, what if leftists were edgy, you know, by like having listened to Chapo for a long time and stuff that it just was like, right. I don't know what this adds. This doesn't really add anything to me. But they're girls. What, if, but they're girls. what if leftists were edgy? Chicken well, but they're, but they're like, they're hot women. What if we had that? You know, um. Are you saying that women can be funny? <laughs> Phil, <laughs> I, I was gonna say, Phil had the uh, like way back one of the first episodes of Mammonberg was uh, Phil doing the that Family Guy impression of insane. <laughs> Why in God's name would you bring that up? Because <laughs> because <laughs> Dasha from Red Scare is a seed now, and we had a very early Mammonberg bit where Phil would say seed shit. <laughs> In a Family Guy voice, which is, I think, showing how this was already a just trash podcast to begin with. Like, that was our starting point. I bitter. Dasha wants to uh, recede (laughs) from the papacy because he doesn't like Pope Francis. We're we're doing this again. I, Josiah, I want to stab you in the neck with a pen. I like this. (laughs) This was a good bit. Uh, Just, like, slightly more seriously, though. Like... I, I, w- I was talking with Kim about this last night, and 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 she was like, "Okay, well, there's not necessarily anything wrong with joining a tradition, and and like wanting to make it better." And I was like, "Sure, okay, yes, that's true, yeah." But they're not trying to make it better; they want to make it worse. And like, you <laughs> they just make like, it a lot worse. You just like you joined a millennia old religious tradition with very. St- very like laid out concrete rules about who's the boss and you're saying no They're like no you could have just read the rules go be a protestant That's go yeah, be a protestant see, this is the thing you're just a protestant gets... go away see and this is the thing because i don't know i know you're an atheist now but uh we're like yep. what were you before were you catholic or oh no i i was raised methodist and then um uh when I was in middle school, my family started going to a reformed church. Uh, but okay. like, I mean, the, the like religious tradition that I most identify with is Methodism because honestly, uh, being exposed to Calvinism really was uh, bad for my faith. It's not good. 
I, I will I will keep quiet of my Calvin defense. I've got my Calvin defense. That's okay, Josiah. But like being exposed to Calvinism was bad for me. You got like a you got like a John Calvin body pillow in the back. Yeah, I do. No, that was that was weirdly Kelly. I've talked about this. Kelly and I bonded pretty pretty well because um we noticed like the venn diagram of catholic upbringing and calvinist upbringing is mostly unrelated for on uh weird guilt i wonder why yeah. i wonder why man, this is like a man. thing that, that... calvinists love their goddamn guilt i you know i, I wonder why yeah, it's just if you channel it in the right ways, I don't think it's Man, that inherently it's, bad. For, it's see, that first total reformed. depravity, right? It's that total yeah, okay. depravity. You get the, the tea are, and the tulip, and that's it. You're I'm going to start we're talking about, like, okay, we get first reform and we get John Brown, but that's only, like, a couple out of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's... <laughs> there's it's fine. But, I, I've got, yeah, no, I've got uh, like, uh... I'm going to start no, calling you get Marilyn a, Robinson. I'm going to start... Yeah, see... <laughs> Yeah, you get Marilyn Robinson. You get like the best American writer of the last century. We get Carl like, Barth. You, you do, but Carl. All right, but that's Carl Barth is bigger than 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 Reform. I need to. Uh, so basically, uh, to to put a pin in the seed thing, we need to do that old fashioned bit where it's like King Henry the Eighth, fat as fuck, uh-huh. just like laying back and be like, "Can't be an heretic if you stop me in church." That's what the hell was that? I mean, I like the image of that. Like, whenever Phil like defaults to a British guy, he goes to Cockney, even if it's like a high-born noble. Yeah, it's a like, high. And it's, still, it's still always like the the guy, like a guy that looks like a potato yelling at a soccer game. Like that's like well, the that's... vibe he gives off always. I'm sorry, that's English people, though. Man, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I mean, how do, At we, that point how do in, we know Henry, that King in... Henry VIII was put together? How do we know he wasn't just like, uh, uh, like, just like, growling <laughs> horrible man? Oh, he definitely was by the end of his life. I mean, young young King Henry apparently was a Chad, but later in his, after oh, yeah. his, uh, his injury, yeah, he did become a potato. His, uh, After his, he became a little chubby guy. His his leg supposedly smelled bad. He wasn't I mean, just a little he, chubby guy, Phil. He was he was repulsive. Because was like repulsive. his because it was an untreated injury that they had to constantly like trying to mitigate from killing yeah. him. Yeah, everyone had to like keep a straight face because his leg smelled like shit. Which is he also had gout too, which did not help. <laughs> no. And that is the father of, of my religious tradition. Oh, <laughs> that dude! That dude sucks so much. He was a. He was a very. He also really loved killing his wives. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was terrible. a real big fan of life murder. Oh, what an asshole! Which is, I think, that the greatest irony that came from this is that he blamed his wives for not producing him for not like producing him a son. But that right, like he, you're the shooter. But he it was, was like, no, this is on you, buddy. Right, you're the shooter. It's your like fault. That's on. It's not your. It's not their fault. You keep like your swimmers from like just to make keep making women. <laughs> like my mom always wanted a daughter, uh, but it didn't happen because apparently my dad only shot wise. <laughs> <laughs> that is evidently. The, I have. I have a. Uh, I had two sisters. I was going to have a third at some point. Um, I'm the only boy, so apparently that was the same issue here. It's common. 
it's it's not like it, it's a common thing, but it's not your wife's fault. Well, see, the Barker right? family, you would have had a lot of heirs. You know, you should have been noble. You know, there you, that would have been you, pretty good. <laughs> you Bro, we were pirates like, back in the day. You could have been like, you could have had like a like a keep where you could like throw food at peasants when you were bored. Yeah, you could have. No, done that. no, sorry, sorry, we did. Oh no! Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah, no, we were bad. We we were bad people. Um, yeah, we we were bad people. Um, uh, like there's my dad has done a lot of genealogical research and we were bad people i mean that's a we, common that is saying? a common um uh thing that people find that I forgot when they're was, white someone someone found that they were related to pretty boy floyd the gangster oh um, my god no. like that they were like his like cl- like a close cousin um <laughs> oh, there was another person that found that they were related to a serial killer. Um, who was, That's awesome. Uh, uh, who was it? It was the the vampire of Dusseldorf. He was the uh, he he's famous because he was one of the like uh, one of the most famous serial killers for just the sheer depravity that he did to himself and to others. Uh, oh uh, no! What was his name? Not Ed Gein. No, it was not Ed Gein. Um, okay, that's oh, good. I know what you're talking about. The guy who used to, like, do horrible things to himself and children. Is that who you're thinking of? That guy, yeah. He I used to, like, like, stick we... uh, sharp objects in his urethra, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, like Governor Morris, a founding father, who died <laughs> after sticking a whalebone up his penis. Yeah, yeah. That sorry, well, that's because he, he was trying to relieve himself of the old... Um, yeah, oh, uh, Governor Morris got a stud and uh, stuck a whalebone up his dick and died. <laughs> God, I love, I love American history. Why, why whalebone? Our founding fathers. Why? <laughs> why, why the whalebone? I have to ask. Why? Why did he man, choose whalebone? Why not? For particular why not? Uh, Jackal, I don't know, man. They were. I mean, dumb. of the animals that you choose, you choose a whale. <laughs> you know how big whales are. <laughs> This uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put a pin in this and say that this has been a long cold open. I need to I need to do one final Henry the Eighth joke where it's like, stupid bitch won't let me stop me in podcast. There we go. That'll be that'll be the beginning. There we go. <laughs> Wait, I gotta do. Uh, now I gotta do that in the Henry voice. All right, let's get this intro let's going. Let's get this going. Okay. Chaos. <clears throat> let me get a sip of water and then we can get started. Oh, didn't have let more water sip of water. Christ Good. on a bike. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Chris. <laughs> I love it. Wait, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta finish this. Was like, I'm not. No, you like don't. You, you don't. don't have to finish. It. That's not true. You can let it go. You don't. Have to. That's completely. That's not true. You don't have. No one's forcing you to do that. No one has like a gun to your head. Like you gotta finish the bit. You gotta keep saying it. It's my divine providence. It's it's the Holy Spirit descends upon me. No, no, no. We can't. No, we all know that's bullshit. No, I need to get to the intro. Okay, Jackal, intro.
my friends, both my melanated fellows and my cracker uh, acquaintances. <laughs> we find ourselves on the eve of Juneteenth. A wondrous holiday, which celebrates the Emancipation Proclamation, specifically um, related to the Southern United States, on the day that the last slaves were finally emancipated from their bondage, I believe in Texas. Indeed, in Galveston. It's- in, in Galveston, Texas. It's a very, it's an important holiday. And obviously, you know, it relates to those who were in bondage within the Southern United States, but it's overall a celebration of the freedom from bondage and the self-determination of black, of black people everywhere around the world. And to celebrate this, um, we have enslaved the white man as is our, our, as is their lot in life. The time has come. We have taken over. We have supplanted, uh, the cracker as, the master race and now i sit on my big plantation uh looking over my vast uh fields certainly more than 40 acres and a mule man I hope and so. i I'm, I'm sitting sipping some some uh some sweet tea or lemonade with uh am i and i'm dressed like uh that character for princess of the frog big daddy like a big white like like a it's like a three-piece suit all in white Mm. <laughs> and you, you I, talk I, like, like this, you gotta do like the Oh my, my heavenly stars, what a, what a hot <laughs> summer day it it's is a, it's, in here it's a in hot, the south it's I'm a sorry, hot but summer they, day Like seriously though, Jack, are you just being Black Colonel Sanders? Yeah, basically <laughs> Alright, sweet Ostensibly, yes I, I have, I call myself the Colonel despite the fact I am not a Colonel <laughs> I'm not even in Kentucky. I, I can't even like claim to be like a Kentucky Colonel. I'm just I just call myself the Colonel. <laughs> it's like the the judge in Meridian in Blood Meridian. Yeah, like it's I, just like, like a title. I, uh, yeah, it's a title that I I have I have given myself. Other people have not given me. But I I'm sitting there in my in my big uh, white plantation house in my in my big white duds as I as I look upon my. My uh, my indentured servants or my prisoners with jobs, um, as they <laughs> as they do the field work, as they are they are whipped by uh, my fellow my my fellow uh, individuals of a certain skin complexion. All the while, I remember that <laughs> your melanated exactly folks, my fellow melanated folks, as I remember, this is exactly the future that Martin Luther King wanted. Yep, this okay. is what. This is the this is the future that critical wrong. race theory was building to. <laughs> you could you had they they thought that it was something else. They, they thought that it was that it was just about teaching them about how bad white people are. But no, that's that wasn't even the half of it. Our true goal was was to subvert you enough so that we can finally <laughs> supplant you as is the natural order of things. Gotta we love the natural we have rectified Yakub's mistake. <laughs> oh my god. So we open up with that, and now I will... Uh, it's it's a bit in an alternate future of, of, of Mammonberg, I suppose. And now we see three uh, pale, pale individuals. So pale. Being, so pale. Just being burnt by the summer sun. Yep. They, yep. I'm red as shit. They, well, listen. I'm Italian, so I tan a little bit. Actually, we got there's there is one of them that actually can get a tan. The other two are they look like tomatoes. My Sicilian like ancestry helps me brown in the sun a little bit. 
I do get a little toasty. <laughs> One of them is getting toasty. The other two are are becoming sun dried tomatoes. Just damn grapefruits. Just, oh my god! You ever see a grape shrivel up into a into a raisin? It's kind of like that. <laughs> so we introduced our our first one is Josiah as he is as he's being made to pluck sugarcane as he is being just beat with a whip. Yep. Uh, oh god! What's what's the well? We haven't done uh, Josiah the the white hotep in a while, so maybe it's. You know, I'm like wearing kente cloth, and I'm like, this is good. This arrangement is what we, what I deserve. You, here, you will be promoted to my house cracker at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll speak our, our second uh, host slash servant is the uh, the Italian stallion himself, the 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 man who can who can tan in the sun, uh, the workhorse of the plantation, Phil. Well, you know, uh, to be honest, this isn't too much different than working food service. Now that I think about it. <laughs> So I'm kind of I'm kind of right where I am currently, you know, near bread and all. It, it, it's kind of I feel like there's a continuity there. It's a lateral move. Yeah, it's, uh, you know I'm not getting paid anymore. But what was I really getting paid? In? Fucking I, I let, bread anyway. We let you. We I gave you a shack. I, that's true. Yeah, I, get, I get I get an investment property. Yeah, I get an investment property that I don't own, but it's you know it's company owned. It's sponsored living. It's better than what I get there, where I have to I, I crawl you the into a cot on I top eat. of the yeah. Oh, oh, gotta gotta love a stain sponsored living, folks. This is this is really what God intended when he yeah, exactly. This is the great chain of being right here. This is exactly. the great chain of being. Uh, I, I feel like, uh, I don't know, I just, I feel like, uh, I feel like this is, this is how, this is God's country, you know, and, I, and I'm just living in it, you know? Exactly, exactly. And our, our third individual, our third host, uh, special yes. host, who we want to have on the podcast for a while, as he, as he is turning into a raisin, just, <laughs> as, as, just as we speak, as he is trying to fill a bag Bro, I am shriveled. <laughs> he looks like a, an anthropomorphic tomato. Man, Langston Hughes didn't even know how much that a raisin could shrivel. I, I am, I am, I am one tenth my original weight right now. Sorry, what, what the hell job am I doing on your plantation? Um, I don't know. What, what, what would you, what would you do? I think uh, I think I'm bad British. at everything, Jackal. He's he's British, so what he's 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 um, oh no! They've got kind Don't of make a... me British. Well, because you you are actually ethnically English. Yeah, right? but I hate those people. So then the <laughs> like the lineage here is is there's a there's an Irish slave, but then he is like right above you, so he's whipping you while getting whipped, exactly. and it's kind of like. <laughs> You know, yeah. That, yeah. there's some continuity there too. Wow. We're just doing so well in the continuity. I will accept area, that. You know? I will accept that because my my family were the bad people who invaded Ireland. We were the yeah. Bad people. So this is the reparations. Irish are, so I'm getting double reparations. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I now, mean, now what, the Irish what, guy 
the Irish guy is there only because that you know the Irish of the United States became cops. That that's right, that's right, why. yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. I mean, and all cops are bastards. Mm-hmm. So um, that, I, I, if otherwise he wouldn't be, but you know, I, you, I, I got to get some reparations some kind of way. Yeah, no, exactly. I understand it. I understand it. I, I accept it. Uh, so I'm stupid, I'm stupid special... to pick up blueberries. Wow. Something in the <laughs> way for reparations. While this Irish man is just kicking my ass, and I deserve it. He's throwing I potatoes it. at you. Yeah. Because I I I invaded his land, and and I imposed Protestantism on this poor man. Something in the way. He's now taking it out on me. Yeah. Exactly. Our special guest, uh, as, as he's being bit, uh, beaten uh by by an Irishman as he's desperately trying to fill a basket with blueberries is our uh, someone we've wanted to get out of the podcast uh, for a while. Yes. If you've been yes. a, a very legal, very cool listener, or if you listen to Fruitless, you probably mm-hmm. know him, Chris Parker. Yep, yep, I'm okay. From from the the episode about the you know, the resident historian of both of those uh, podcasts, I think actually because. You went, came on and talked about the troubles on Very Legal, Very Cool, and then you came on Fruitless to uh, talk about Ukraine and Russia. Wait, Chris is a Chris is a historian. I thought he was a Christorian. A Christ. <laughs> well, yeah, I do like know, Jesus. No, 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 not that, not that. Version no, no, of we're not, not that Christ. Christ. Wait, wait, sorry, we're wait. stopping this right now. No, no, no. You don't want to know. You don't want. You to don't want to know. No, you don't want to know. No, no, you don't want to know. I know I, what he's talking about, and I wish I didn't. Phil, don't I, I, I have no I idea. I super don't, and we'll just like let that go on. <laughs> let that go. I super, have, right. I super have no idea what that is. <laughs> Nor should you. Anyone who's listening who knows that, I'm sorry. Uh, let's let's get to the episode. <laughs> let's, let's Welcome to Mammonberg, everybody. Mammonberg. This is is this the first official year of Juneteenth being like a nationally recognized, like a uh, like a recognized by the the nation holiday or. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Because it was last year that it was. Because I, I got, I, I, I have this on. Monday off of work because of Juneteenth, yeah. and I was like, whoa, Same. that's cool. <laughs> I didn't know that that happened. Well, I work food service, so I still have to show up. Well, yeah, I had to sense. do my bank order at work on a, a day later because no one's going to be at the bank on Monday. Yeah. Even though Monday isn't actually Juneteenth, but everyone's going to get the day off, apparently. Yeah, which is cool. yeah. I, which is cool. Sorry. I just want to stress this. I think it's cool. Yeah, like, we. Oh yes, Juneteenth. It's a thing that everyone should be excited about because we need to add. Hell yeah, no slaves. We need to add holidays more often, just in general, too. I think this was a good Agreed. one because it's needed to be added for a while. But like, I'd be fine if we started adding fake holidays <laughs> that make people get the day off too. Yeah, who gives a shit? And get paid. You know, like the pet, like like medieval peasants got like a day off like every week because of some random saint. Like, I want to go back to that. You know what yep. I mean? Just every, Everybody just occasionally, like, hey, yeah, you don't have to work today. It's like St. Bartholomew's feast day. Yeah, it's flag day. Like, you know, you just don't have you to. You don't have to go to work. <laughs> well, that was like, I got President's Day off from work, and this is like, I was like, what the hell is this? I didn't even realize that was a serious holiday ever. My my <laughs> thing is that I think we should feder- federally recognize all religious holidays and have that you just have it off that yeah, day. Yes. Even if you it, don't, me- like, you're not related to that holiday. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, but, like, I, also, we, we like, get, who like, cares? It's a religious, it just don't. 
just yeah, a it's just a, it's just a day off. Like <clears throat> you could be, you know, don't be mad. Like okay, it, I don't have to be Muslim to still just like take <laughs> Muslim and also off. That'd be and awesome. also to like think that like Aid is cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Have a day off. Because Aid is cool. Exactly. Sure. Well, I think that I think now this is partially a bit, and partially not. I think that would be a great way to foster like religious interfaith. unity yeah and, and interfaith discussion and uh and solidarity is just if you have like one of the greatest bits about being in new york is that uh on you'll just get like jewish holidays off oh That's yeah awesome. we get jewish holidays off over here or at least when i was in school we did no, yeah we same like when never. i like i would just get <laughs> oh oh yeah like it's just it's a it's a jewish holiday yeah today off. oh cool i used to get yom kippur off i used to get rosh hashanah yep. off it was really nice yep. Man, this is one of the most this, like, distinctly <clears throat> East Coast versus Midwest. Yeah, I was just about this to say, is alien uh, to me. Yeah, Ju- Jewish folks are a little thin on the ground. Yeah, uh, over out here. Parts. Yeah, we have a synagogue yeah. like have, in my town. We have like three or four of them. We yeah, have, there's like you're lucky if there's one. There, there used to be a couple in Des Moines, and they've mostly been shutting down, except for the one. I think it's a reformed one. one. Is it? Is it the yeah. big one a reformed one? Yeah, that's the one. That yeah, I, I think love. the big one is. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a really beautiful building. Oh, it is. It was. Uh, it was a bit controversial though because it was like, oh, the the only you know synagogue we have left is a reformed one. There's no place for like Orthodox or conservative Jews to go anymore. There's a there's a there's a there's a really cool synagogue in Sioux City, uh, Josiah. If you oh, ever yeah. go there, I went, um, I went for a Shoah service, uh, at one mm. point when I was in college. It's, it's really cool. It's a, it's yeah. a nice synagogue and it's really cool. So anyway, that's, oh, yeah. that's some Iowa shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Iowa, I think we should, Iowa is a cool place. I think that we should celebrate, like we should celebrate the, uh, we should celebrate Monkey, which is a sea holiday. We should like all these holidays should be yes. federal holidays. We just have days off. Yes, Absolutely. Completely mm-hmm. agree. Completely. Yeah. I, I will say I don't think that we should have the birthday of L. Ron Hubbard <laughs> as a day off. I don't think we should. Have the birthday that. of L. Ron Hubbard. Yes, L. Ron. No. Yes. No, yes, not the man who looks. Everyone's favorite chunky science fiction author. Yes. Not the man who who looks like a potato with a sea captain's hat on. <laughs> and with that, I say, Happy Juneteenth, everybody. And with that, I introduce the President of the United States. I wish all Americans a happy Juneteenth. I'm certainly going to, in a moment, going to sign the law, making it a federal holiday. But I think this will go down for me. You did it. Democrats and Republicans. Thank you for what you've done. Well, I mean, we could, uh, we, we could, uh, May Day is still not like a federal holiday. That should be it. And that, it that should be. Person. It should be. Workers of the world unite. Unite. Nothing to that's I don't right. think we we did. Did we do a Mayday episode or? We did not do a Mayday episode. Now that was. We'll have to make sure we do one next. Year. We'll have to do that next year. Yeah. Um, you know, for all the, the Mayday se- celebrators out there, there 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 are two kinds. Uh, okay, you know, there's 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 worker unity and there's okay. uh, all those funky pagans out there who just can't stop bowing down to the phallic symbols. You guys got it. You know, I, I <laughs> even though I have a thing against paganism. I gotta say, <laughs> I really appreciate the uh, the observance of, of dick and ball culture. Yeah, I'm really yeah, you're, big you're into. I'm glad you guys. Culture, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, wall of dick culture. Yeah. You guys really yeah, got yeah. that. I wish so I'm gonna, finished. I'm gonna go ahead and put a pin in this. Yeah, thank um, you, sorry, Josiah. I really wish that everyone could see what Josiah was just doing. I, I, I. <laughs> well, wait, I missed it. I, I missed yeah. it. I, yeah, the one thing he that was people on this show. My, uh, people who you know consume this on audio format don't realize that we have a video call up with when we do these episodes and it's like at least two of the frames are people with their head in their hands while Phil's like talking about dicks you, you don't <laughs> anyway I'm gonna go ahead and put a, a pin in that and say let's let's move on to guess what time it is you know what time it is everybody it's time for an Iowa update one news Iowa done in forever brought to you by seth clo and the silver liners who uh made that jingle so that i have to advertise their band every time oh I, uh... hey my brother benjamin now in that band <laughs> yeah now yes hey so we have a connection we have two connections to the band yeah. now in this ben episode we got an iowa band we got an iowa band the hit iowa uh rock band with as many as uh I, at more than a thousand listens on spotify <laughs> It's more uh, than a thousand listens on Spotify. That's right. It's an Iowa update. Uh, actually, this is an old article, but I just wanted to use it as an excuse to have a broader conversation. So coming from Iowa right now, uh, I wanted to talk about just a little thing in Des Moines that I think is a case study for a broader thing happening in the Midwest in the country. And I want to talk about movies, which I know Phil likes talking about a lot. Uh, so that's part of the reason we're bringing it up. Yeah, he's so excited. You can see him like gnawing at, at the bit. Um, <laughs> Old boy's already hyperventilating. So there is like two indie theaters in Des Moines. One of them closed a few years back. And there was one left called Floor Cinema. And it closed down at the beginning of COVID for obvious reasons. And there was an uh, article that kind of came out uh, actually at the end of May. But we're going to say it's recent. Uh, that the owner was basically like... We're probably never going to be able to reopen. And the main reason is because there are not enough indie films being distributed for us to, like, you know, run this business. And so, I, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot because we've been we have off and on talked about the monopolization of media on the show quite a bit. Um, kind of like films progressively just all being made by Disney or whatever. And um, this is like the consequences of that, I think, because it's it's not just, oh, there's too many superhero movies. Because I, I think that critique is annoying. or Because there's always been that. Like, J- Jackal pointed this out when we were talking off mic. Like, well, you know, there were, were, there were Westerns, you know? There was the time when Westerns was everything. There was a time when there were war musicals. movies were everything. Musicals. It's, it's always had that. The thing is... We're at a point where just other types of movies are not viable to run in theaters because everything is these same blockbusters. Like there's there's nothing. It's it's getting pushed out to streaming. And, you know, out here, it's like in the Midwest, it's like a desert for films. So the new Cronenberg movie, uh, I don't think there's any showings of it right now. There was showings for like two days. And I can't I, I there's no I, I can't find any showings for it. The same thing well, happened. It also for, points to like uh, a let me let me finish and then I'll let you go. Um, the same thing happened for Wes Anderson's uh, French Dispatch, which is absurd. Wes Anderson is it, these are Cronenberg and Wes Anderson are not like art house bizarre weird European directors. These are like mainstream guys. 
mean, they're just Kernberg's not a little bit bizarre. But okay, well, <laughs> I'm not saying okay, like his content is bizarre, but this isn't like yeah. unheard of people. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah, yeah, these yeah. are yeah, yeah, yeah. These are you know like yes, auteurs, but they're like <laughs> you know, it, it, but just because they're not Jurassic World or a Marvel movie or whatever, they're not showing in theaters, and it's it's yeah, out here. And it's, I, I think people who live on the coast don't realize how, how, how much this, like, is becoming, like, a media desert out here because of this. Um, because on the coast, there's still, like, the small theaters and stuff. Although, Phil, what you were going to say, I think, was you were mentioning that there's an indie theater closing down near you. Yeah, I think that's a... I could look into it right now. It's the Montgomery Cinema, I think, is not doing well. Um, they're still... Um, yeah, they're still open, but they're really, like... It's, it's basically the last, the, the best way you can see it is that they, they've stopped showing mostly independent films. So right now, a lot of their films, like they have to show, uh, obviously their top thing is Top Gun, Maverick. They got Downtown Abbey. They got Everything Everywhere All at Once, Brian and Charles. Those are the two more indie ones. And then they have The Phantom of the Open. I want to just briefly, that? briefly uh, intersect here and say that Phil pronounced Downton Abbey as a downtown Abbey. Yeah, that that did. That's happen. fine. That I I think that that is an acceptable way to say that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not one of those uh, British people, Jackal. Despite my like one sixteenth British ancestry. No. You were saying at one point that you're more British than you are Italian, so don't don't start. That's that. not true. No, I meant the inverse. I'm more Italian than I am British. You got to pick something that I can make fun of. You got. I, you, listen. Just, My dad is like almost a hundred percent Italian. Look, Phil, just go with Italian. Just, Italian is. I am Italian. Yeah. It's Italian. way better to be made fun of for being Italian than it is to be made fun of for being British. I know. Because, <laughs> yeah, because listen, those genocidal I'm, freaks don't get to have dominion over me. Are you kidding me? Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't know, Phil. Do you have you? I'm, you have a lot of thoughts about like what I what's going on with media? Yeah, yeah, we open the door. Ah, here he goes Uh, so i mean a lot of it is um so i've been listening to a lot of the michael and us podcast highly recommend the michael and us podcast this is sponsored by the michael and us podcast yeah they are but them and important cinema club the will sloaniverse is good the will sloaniverse is yes the will sloaniverse is very good anyway um so the the thing is they like to point out that like the modern age of film is kind of incapable of capturing the modern era. There are very mm-hmm. few films like just about modernity or living in modernity. A lot of our films in the new age of cinema, especially in the last 10 years, have focused on like either alternate realities or like just like something that is far and away like at least a few steps removed from our current like present reality. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to find a movie that tries to capture that or tries to deal with themes about living in the modern day. Yeah. And it there's also a level of cultural stagnation to a lot of this behavior where we're just seeing films that, you know, they're films that are continuations of franchises that were, they weren't franchises even 40 years ago, like Top Gun. To me, the Top Gun movie is the weirdest shit to come out in a long time, because it's just, were there people who were, like, sitting in the Top Gun, like, just theater Waiting years ago, who were like, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to see Top Gun 2. I can't wait until Top Gun 2 comes out, like, 40 years later. The answer is that nobody, 
nobody wants anybody who claims that they want sequels to this movie, like to these to these age old products that like even in their own time were they were well received, but everybody knew that this wasn't the height of cinema. This is just like, you know, shirtless Tom Cruise playing volleyball and that's fun. But mm. now we have to like suffer through everybody like astroturfing these movies into existence that are like age old properties that mm-hmm. people haven't thought about like jurassic fucking park they're like oh yeah. we're gonna keep going with jurassic park and it's like who wanted after like the sequels that weren't even that good back in the day who was like i need more jurassic park i didn't have yeah. enough jurassic park i don't understand like it's baffling they're like we've reached a level of like cultural stagnation and anti-progress where, like, new filmmakers literally just don't get chances to, like, make or distribute their work. Yeah. Everybody just sleeps on their films. Because back in the day, even though it's always kind of been like this, somebody could schmutz their way, especially, like, in the collapse of the, uh, the collapse of that system, mm-hmm. the studio system. They were able to, like, basically out of desperation reach out to, like, the new age of filmmakers. Like, people like Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg what now we consider like the forefathers of modern cinema and in some ways that's actually a bad thing because while martin scorsese has done a lot for cinema steven spielberg i'm starting to gain a sort of horrible resentment for him Mm -hmm. because uh steven spielberg if you kind of trace him is kind of indirectly responsible for the current age of film like just essentially his films being so big that now everything is a derivative of like the Spielberg mindset to approaching cinema. Okay. Which is not good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just the, the tiniest, uh, gentlest of pushbacks. Uh, when, when, when Phil, when you brought up the, uh, the like time shifting thing that has become, uh, uh, prevalent in a lot of <clears throat> in a lot of mainstream media right now. I kind of wonder if that's not actually a reaction against uh, against the world's horseshit. Because what what filmmakers and artists are trying to do is be like, "Hey, the world that we live in sucks shit. Why don't we change time?" Um, that's all. I think honestly that I'm mostly in agreement with you yeah i understand that Um, framework like the idea that you know film is an escape but i also like i i kind of don't buy that the way that i've like researched film because a lot of i mean a lot of film throughout like the ages has been a confrontation of the present or at least something that exists in the present's memory Mm. like films like the pianist and like you know, other Holocaust, like, cinema is literally just about confronting the Holocaust as it happened, trying to paint... It's all these, like, Jewish filmmakers who are struggling with this event that has basically shaped their modern reality Mm -hmm. and grappling with it and basically saying, like, this is how it affected me. And even though Roman Polanski is a horrible person... As you're you're saying, you're saying, like, the modern... Even even the films that are about the past are struggling to actually deal with the present now. Yes, in the way that that's those, what I those used saying. to because yeah. like yeah. like look at and, Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza is it's a good movie, but even that 
it's not dealing with any of the things of the 70s. It's just a film about the 70s. It's kind just of set vaguely. in the 70s, yeah. Okay, I, I, okay, I guess... Okay, I think I, I, I think I see what you're saying. But, like... I don't know. I think there's some... Um, I think there may be something to be said about the fact that um, filmmakers now... I mean, maybe it's like a like a Francis Fukuyama end of history type shit. It is. You know? It actually in, is. It's in, kind of we're in. Yeah, we're in like a we're in like a, a a decaying empire, and so now the only thing that anybody has to say, even in somewhat indie circles, is recursive. Yeah. No, it's um, that's I, that's I, absolutely I, I, yeah. I, okay, so so. I don't, I don't, again, I, I, I don't, I don't have much, uh, I'm not objecting to much of what you're saying, but I guess what I would just say as an additive is that uh, the, the movies that we see that are playing with time or that seem to be nostalgic for other things, they're like a reaction to current stagnation, to... yeah. To that sort of stuff. I understand, okay, and then I'm just going to back off because I know that Jackal and and Josiah both want to say yeah. some things. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, I, I was going to say like e- even this. You, you're talking about like the continuing the franchises thing being a bad thing. I the thing for me is that is the inability of something else to exist because like you know I like I said I I went and saw the new Jurassic World movie in theaters. I enjoyed it. I like dinosaurs eating each other. That's fun. Um, but it's the fact that other stuff can't exist. That's what drives yeah. me nuts. Because it's like, I'm fine with slosh getting produced. I'm fine with money-grabbing sequels, even. I really don't have that much of an issue. It's that, like, new new things don't feel like they're getting produced in any way. Um, and part of that is because, you know, most distribution companies don't want to take risks on new franchises or new, or just even new art house or whatever, or, me, you know, medium-tier um like mid mid funding, you know, medium medium funded kind of stuff. They only want like the blockbusters, and so like yeah, it's just it's just hard to like see new stuff entering into the like conversation because media is getting monopolized. So like I like I I guess my point is just I have nothing against the proliferation of superhero movies, or I have or 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 blockbusters or re revamped franchises my objection is the fact that it doesn't seem like anything new is arriving and then jack and i think that's the crux of the issue i would agree yeah yeah i think overall i do agree i think this is something that's come up before and i probably should say i agree you know with it that um like there is a stagnation i i would push back a a bit on the I, i think that what if the only reason that this is happening now is that they're able is that the studio system as we have it now with disney and with uh disney warner and uh what studios actually left um like the like not like your small suit like the big like your big studios that are left um well i mean when it comes to uh tv uh nbc Hmm. true but nbc is nbc owned by disney no, NBC isn't Fox's. NB- oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Not yet, Jackal. <laughs> Not yeah, I'm thinking yet. of ABC. I'm thinking of ABC. Um, 
ABC is owned by Disney. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. ABC, uh, NBC's universal. Yeah. So you have yep. Paramount, Warner and Walt Disney. And so, okay. Yeah. Sony. So you have uh, universal Paramount, Warner, Disney and Sony that are the big, like they're the major studios now. If I think that if they um, like, if the major studios of then with either cowboy movies or musicals, if they could have done what they are, what they're doing now, they would have done the same thing before. Um, yeah, it's just that the technology did exist. Then. The want to, to monopolize was there. Even the, like, this is something that was talked about before in, um, I can't remember the documentary, but there was, there's a documentary that, that was sort of going over the history of film. And it talked about, um that there was a point where they like these theater uh these studios want to have their own theaters where they would just show their movies oh i remember that yeah yeah that's rko stuff right yeah they want like that was something so this desire these practices have always been there it's just that before you couldn't do it and you know there was at least more of a willingness then to yeah we should probably like make sure that there isn't like a monopoly that is developed over this we should like make sure that this that like there is just going to be like a couple companies that come in and and like swallow everything up which has happened now because we're not doing anything with that and Mm. we're not like enforcing we're not enforcing like any of our antitrust laws that are already there on the books on the other hand we do have the like the recent rise of union of unionization in this country um which i think is probably the 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 this is probably the most significant push for for like labor um organized labor since uh, god i mean Pre, well, this I mean, is like, you're like, right. The seven, yeah, like post post Reagan. This is the biggest and most yeah. significant. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing I, is, uh, a lot of these film practices are direct response to having to pay unions. Yeah, with because the one one of the few unions of the few couple unions that like survived Reagan's war on unions, um, like the collapse that, from dude. from the. Uh, the airline union, um, air traffic control union, I think, um, specifically. Mm-hmm. After and also SAG AFTRA. Yeah, so like the the ones that have survived are are your like the different like the uh, SAG AFTRA, the Writers Guild, and I forget the name of the union. I should have looked this up. The union for uh, like special effects because all of those like all of those oh, guys. Iatsi. Iatsi like craft people all those people are unionized those are those are union they have to pay and you have to pay them a certain amount otherwise they're not going to be on your movie and that's like a do you remember that uh who was the actor that like because they didn't have like a, a proper weapon um uh weapons not weaponsmith they didn't have like a like a, a armor on set like an actual oh. armor on set. oh my god the Alec Baldwin shit the Alec oh, Baldwin god, where he acted that. like yeah, which because it was I, a I, non-union I, shoot, which is bullshit. It was a non-union, yeah. Now I don't and know how much it's culpability. bullshit. This shouldn't be happening. No, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be. be there, that, that shooting was her death. Uh, the uh, that uh, I think that she was a uh, she was a camera woman. Um, no, no, the cinematographer. She was a cinematographer, not, not just a camera woman. She was the woman who the died cinematographer. Was the cinematographer. It's the person like, responsible for how the movie looks. But it's like if Roger Deakins had been shot while working. Yeah, it's movie. like if like 
Oh my god, like, it would be like, like if on the set of people... No Country for Old Men, Roger yeah. Deakins it's just like... takes a bullet from the cow gun. Right, Jeez. it's like, this is the person who is responsible for how your movie looks. Also, and I want to make just, sure that, uh, that we shot have her. her name. Her name is Halen, uh, Halen Hutchins. Yes, thank you um, for doing that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I felt I, she was, shouldn't I didn't want to just say it's like, oh, yeah, the woman who was going to I. Yeah, uh, yeah, that feels n- not great. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, like she was the because that was a non-union shoot, and they had like an inexper- inexperienced armor, and overall the whole set was like ev- like they had people that were unionized walk off because of how bad it was. That yes. is that's yes. the result that that you get when you don't have a union shoot. Yeah, um, and, and that's the yeah. No, so I mean, why... I mean, this is what happens when we monopolize media. It, it, it has like actual tangible impacts to the workers is what I was going to yeah. say. People die. They do. Um, and that's why you have like the current glut of like uh, of bad FX um, visual effects mm-hmm. on. Yeah, because like most because most CG studios aren't unionized. They're not. Yeah. They're so, well, yeah, I mean, it's like uh, I was going to bring this up, but it's because it's like literally cheaper literally cheaper to hire non-union workers just to go to like the ridiculous example from fucking black widow where they're just like ah you know this scene that's like in an open restaurant uh we're going to shoot this in isolation (laughs) and have them just like cg a, a, a they had to as a filmmaker let me explain what they had to do they had to get the b team because the b team of like cinematographers and like they're the mm-hmm. ones that capture, like, B-roll and background footage and everything. So they had to dispense the B-team to a location to shoot the background. And then what they had to do is they had to take the the actors and stage them like they were in the background. Like, they were in that restaurant. They had to light it so that the lighting at least sort of matched. It doesn't... It looks horrible. But, like... You know, they got the candles, they got some mm-hmm. of the lighting down, and then they were like, well, you know, uh, well, now we gotta, like, all mush this together. They had to get, like, audio from the restaurant to put in the background, and all of it could have just been solved by shooting on location. They overcomplicated it simply to yeah. avoid paying union dues. Yeah, well, and that, that's because I think it comes from the, this the, this desire. On one hand, it, doing that is so much more expensive than just paying the union due. But you don't like. I think it's it, it comes from this this desire of not having this control. This that they think that they can get away from that. There's these outside forces controlling their production. How the issue with that though is that they still have to deal with. Honestly, Hollywood is probably one of the few examples of like organized labor being extremely effective in this country because like the. Mm-hmm. The writer strike crippled the entertainment industry for a while. Oh, yeah. It's why a lot of the TV from the early 2000s. It ruined a scripted TV for it did. three years. It's why yeah, like the rise lost. of like reality television happened. Yeah. Because now we don't need we don't need like writers for that. Yeah. No. Oh. Well, and uh, Daisy, we the, needed writers for that. The the inability of of um you know like like distributors wanting to take risks on you know like smaller filmmakers and medium budget films and stuff like that you know it comes from the same kind of financial you know wanting to save money because at the end of the day you know people are even even if it's not that good people are going to come for a jurassic park movie because they know what jurassic park is and jurassic park's awesome 
You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs. Cool. We, we all cool. know what this is. Yeah, and the same thing's going to happen with Top Gun. You know, Top Gun was beloved. It is a beloved movie. Let's make another one. And yeah. we're just going to kind of keep doing. It's it's not that sequels are bad. And that fighters cash grabs just going room is cool. Yeah, it's just that nothing else is getting produced. And yeah, you you and you're having more and more absurd Kafka-esque ways of filming movies to avoid various union shit. It, you know, money has always been tied to entertainment, of course, obviously. Art has always been tied up with this. But, like, the inability of anything new to get produced is, to me, really troubling if I, you know, if we believe that art is the imagination of a culture... And we believe that imagination is a key part of producing new political structures and stuff like that. It actually is troubling to me, you know, like because uh, we've run out of imagination. It's this prolonged, like to go back to what the Michael and us podcast saying. It's this prolonged version of a generation, our generation, that refuses to let go of like cultural signifiers and cultural like touchstones they grew up with like it's that i see this all the time where people are talking about shows they watched 10 15 years ago like they were the most deeply written things in the world when i'm like listen it's not that they were bad it's not that they weren't deep or didn't have deep themes Mm -hmm. but it's also like this wasn't like the apex of everything you know this is it's weird. Like, there, there is this prolonged, like, I want to see more Avatar content. I want to see more Toy Story content. And they just keep bringing these properties out and parading them. And all of these, like, cultural relations, you know. My, I think somebody, when we were talking, recounted, there were people when they first saw to see, like, to see 2001 A Space Odyssey, there were people who came out of the theater and they were just talking about what they thought it meant and like what the ending was all about. What do you think the ending was about? And they were talking about this experience they had with their father who was like, well, you know, I think it's like um, it's humanity achieving this transcendent state to be closer to God. Like he put it in like a religious framework where he was like, you know, it's not necessarily that they're becoming gods, but it's like the next stage in getting as close to God as possible. And, like, that's cool. Like, they were interpreting the movie in dynamic ways back then. And while they were, like, leaving the theater. And now it's just you leave the theater and you talk about how many cool Spider-Man references they were in that movie. And it's like, oh, did you catch when they referenced um, the silly dance from Spider-Man 3? Did you catch when they referenced this other Marvel or Disney property? Did you catch that reference? And it's just so tiresome. Like, maybe that's just me, and I know that's not, like, the most serious thing, but I think it, it lends to this interpretation of cultural stagnation, that we're it's the generation... It's the glup shitto Star Wars problem. It's the glup shitto <laughs> Star Wars problem. It's literally the glup shitto Star Wars problem. It's like, glup shitto needs his own stupid character arc because Disney has to mine Star Wars for, for more everything. content. Yeah. Endlessly. They just have to create storylines because they found out what happened when you made like a bunch of lazy sequels that they didn't put that much effort into and didn't have a plan for mm-hmm. that just rehashed the originals. It actually got people mad for numerous reasons, some justified and some completely stupid. Mm-hmm. But um regardless, uh they found out what happens when you try to do something 
new, even if it's a rehash of the originals. So now they're just mining every infinitesimally small period of time between any of the original movies and are just like, oh, fuck. What, I mean, what? let's find out what those fuckers who stole the plans did. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Hey, Rogue One was pretty good. Don't, don't, I like that I movie. will say Rogue One was good, but like, the problem is a lot of properties are derivative of that mindset of like, we have to find some sort well, of tangential thing in and, the Star Wars world that people would be vaguely familiar with well, as to the, not like and, disperse them with something of, too new. In the process right. of doing this, you, you like the, the writing suffers because the writing's like focus isn't on making a point or a critique or looking at anything. It's like focused on how many references can we shove in one thing. What's and it's so asinine. It gives me a headache. I can't, like, sit down and watch Marvel movies without, like, audibly groaning at some points, because I'm just like, and that might sound dramatic, but it's just like, I don't want to see a movie that's just a reference to other movies. At least not in a, like, if it's a fun kish way, Mm -hmm. like how Wes Anderson incorporates and, like, Quentin Tarantino incorporates, like, other films into their mitts to reference and draw from while creating something new. They're not creating anything new out of, like, stealing from old material. They're literally just, like, throwing it out there and being like, huh, you remember this movie? And it's like, what happens when we run out of shit to reference? And then we're just Mm -hmm. referencing other things that already exist. It'll just be an endless cavalcade of, like, references to references to other references. And then, like, media will collapse and my brain hurts just thinking about it. Uh, two two things. One is I was going going to say that currently with unions, um, the Animation Guild, uh, IATSE Local A thirty nine, is currently in uh, major negotiations with uh, the Alliance of Major of Motion Pictures and Television Producers uh, to raise uh, wages. So uh, that's currently going on. If you if uh, that's a big labor thing currently going on, Hollywood. If you want to support like you know wage increases and better treatment of workers that's a really good one to go support um uh animation is hard i know many people that are in it it is labor intensive um and they should be you should be paid more for the for the labor that you do um and also you shouldn't have to work you know long hours to do it and you know they, they shouldn't outsource it to they shouldn't outsource it uh to for uh cheaper results where there's not a union CGI um, are, artists are treated amongst the worst. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why there should be there should be a visual effects. Um, IATSE, uh should expand to uh, the visual effects students and the video game industry too needs to get a uh, a union. Yeah, oh, you. oh my uh, god, that's a whole entire episode for you guys. But that's video whole, game yeah, fuckers. Oh my yeah. god, we need to, we need to contact so Jim Sterling and get them on the podcast. We need, we might to, be we able need to, to contact that. them. Uh, so that's that's that that's currently going on. I think that they reached like a tentative agreement, but there's still there's still a lot of discussions that need to be done. Um, support that if you can. Um, make the billion dollar studios pay the people that make their things that people consume more. Um, Second thing, uh, oh, solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity. Baby. Forever. Uh, second thing is that goddamn uh, right. Helna, uh, Helna Hitch, uh, Hutchins, um, probably uh, pronounce that very, very badly, but 
also she uh, she's Ukrainian. Um, she was she was a a member of the International Cinematographers Guild, and she supported the Yahtzee strike over working conditions yep. um, on that set days before the shooting. Um, I think that uh, to finish off to like have my I guess my my blessed ending be sort her of, name blessed to be her, her name. You know, may may she rest in peace. Uh, and her her solidarity with with the strikers never be forgotten. Yes, hell yeah. Uh, but I think that like again, I agree. But also like I feel that I'm I'm okay to enjoy things. I guess is my yeah. like yeah. I, like I I I could go into like I watched Moon Knight and I uh, you know I liked it. I I watched. Oh, it was uh, really good. It you was good. Like I, monster. I, I, I like the new. I like Doctor Strange. I like. I like the. I do like. I, I watched like Spider Man. Uh, no way home. I thought that's that's good. I liked it. Like I'm. I mm. I know it's like a like it's a it's a meme that is like that is, rightfully so sort of uh been rejected. But I think it's okay to enjoy things. Like I do think yeah, it's fine. It's- like. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't like, want anyone I do to get like my I, I completely I agree with you, Jackal. Yeah, like I and I know I'm the I'm the comic guy, but I I there's at some point we'll do an episode about like my own conniption, which is a separate issue. Bro, I love comics. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. we I, we should have you on they're for that. So good. I, they're very good. I like I, like there's my separate issue with with it with uh Marvel with Disney and comics has to do with them basically like using comics as like their IP farm and not really doing anything more yeah. interpretive. I, I think even like yeah. film I had like a there's a noticeable difference between like something like the Batman um and most like MCU stuff because there's yeah like not only were you trying to do something with it you there was at least like i believe that every point there's a point there's there's like there's themes and then there's a point and you can tell that people made this like that made this really love like the lore and stuff behind it and there was an appreciation for it for what it is um Mm-hmm. versus yes. like this was brought up on twitter before but a big difference between what you find in japan and the u.s in terms of like the entertainment industry is that there is a respect that they have for manga existing as manga like as an art form in of itself existing separately from anime and films mm-hmm. even in you adaptations like, here... they do something interesting where they they won't sometimes capture something as like a panel for panel recreation They'll get jiggy with it and be like, well, yeah. you know, here's the panel it's based off of. And We're I, never going to be able to 100% like, emulate that. And I'm not so. saying that, like, doing a panel for pit, like, I like Sin City, and that's basically just the graph. That's just Sin City. The yeah, that's just a panel for a panel movie. film creation mm-hmm. of the comic. Like, Robert that's Rodriguez really got good. in trouble, I believe. <laughs> He got in trouble with with uh, some with I think it was a union because he just this said no I'm not gonna do storyboards we're just gonna I'm using the comic as storyboards. I'm just gonna use the comic. I don't want uh, anyone to get the perception that I'm against. Uh, I'm I'm against like having fun at the movies because I think movies can be a fun experience. They don't have to be. Yeah. Uh, my my personal depression simulator at all times. It doesn't have to but, be uh, about like a Russian peasant no, the- like. Uh, <laughs> like digging up turnips and finding that the, he's depressed the, the only yeah. movies that should exist are bergman movies about how yes. a, a beautiful woman is sad, a woman is sad. <laughs> everything everywhere all at once was one of the most fun movies i've ever seen in theaters one of mm, the yeah. most fun and it also is a film that captured a modern contemporary issue i.e the millennial trend towards nihilism so they Mm -hmm. actually did it folks they made a good movie in the modern age holy fuck 
to like bring it all back in is like none of us hate blockbusters. They're cool. No. They're fun. It's like nice to see cool shit happen in front of us. But also, it would be nice to see the other things. And it seems like our options for seeing other things are being very constrained. And yes, that's a problem. Like, because if, if my option to see other things is I watch it on one of 30 different streaming sources that I have to pay a subscription for, or I can just go to the movies. I want to go to the movies. I would rather go to the movies. <laughs> and like, like yeah. that's, it's bad if that's the way that indie films are going. Like if indie yeah. films are going the direction of, I can only watch it on one of streaming services, or I can get it one week at a theater near me. No, that's not, that's not good. That's not good enough. I need to be able to watch my good movies. I want to watch my good movies. Because I like them. I like good movies. And this is our second day of picketing in order to shut down our own show and uh, help the strike. And the ones that I like are the ones that people put their heart into. And you can feel it in a superhero movie, or you can feel it in a horror movie, or you can feel it in some art house movie. What I was talking about is that there is so much money being spent commercially making it so that that's all we see. You know, I was making a joke that if, if, if Logan and Dark Knight and, uh, you know, Doctor Strange are great art films, what is Fanny and Alexander? You know, nothing is the problem. There's no... It, it wouldn't be, and that's my point. It does, there's no game to win. You know, that's not what art is. Okay, all right, let's... Uh... You know what's a segment we haven't done in a while? Actually, this, well, we can't do this segment because he's not dead, but I just want to do that. Remember when we used to do uh, Another Guy in Hell? Yeah. I don't Another think guy. we ever released that, but that was when Rush Limbaugh died was when we did that. Who well, he's not dead, right but yeah. we're going to preemptively say someone's in hell, and his name is Christopher fucking Rufo. Let's talk mother about how Christopher Rufo He's the baddest boy. He's the baddest boy. <laughs> okay, does someone want to explain to me? I I did not. I think it was lucky that I, I stayed away from this particular discourse that happened. Uh, Jackal, bad, you bad are boy. so he's lucky. The you are so lucky. This is the whitest of white people. Oh, good This God. man is okay. so, so white. Man, I'm looking Jackal. at what he looks This like. man is so white, he's translucent. Uh, oh, he turns, he turns a, blue. Oh, let's take a step back before we get himself. to his... Before, I hate <laughs> before this we get motherfucker to his, so much. God his, damn, his, I hate this man. Before we get to his anti-queer stuff, let's take a step back for those who don't know who Christopher Rufo is. Because he's somebody I think the show needs to be actively shitting on. And we ha- we've we failed on that front. We haven't gotten yeah, We've only been light. passively shitting this on This is one of like my... We gotta go whole hog. People I hate like most in politics right now mm. christopher rufo well we've indirectly talked wait about oh him. god wait 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 hold on this is the critical race theory guy yes this is the guy yes, that it is. Jackal, yes it is so oh, no. take this step no, back no 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 why does it that's the why it sounded familiar it's that guy no so so for those this who is are the unaware man who is the baddest faith motherfucker on the planet Basically, oh, the entire freak out about CRT that's been happening for the last year is basically Rufo's fault. And he Who has been monologuing, sorry, monologuing like a Scooby-Doo villain. 
Yeah, this is the thing. He This is why he drives me insane, is because nobody, like... He's just able to keep doing shit like evil schemes and talking about it on Twitter publicly of what he's doing. So notoriously, he said the goal with the CRT shit was to find a phrase to refer to all talk about race and all like liberal and leftist posturing about race in one consecutive way that could be negative and critical race and theory is a nice three chunk word that sounds scary if you don't know what it is most people don't know what it is so we can redefine it he said this basically verbatim on twitter and everyone still fucking rolls with it and so he is doing it again and it is in line with a broader trend that we wanted to talk about uh, that we, we didn't get to last week that we were going to talk about, uh, which is that this Pride Month is like one of the most explosive anti-queer Pride Months I've ever witnessed. Oh, yeah. It's solemn. It's, it's bad. It's bad. And Chris Rufo has been jumping in on the groomers thing, the redefining the word groomers thing. Um And he explicitly wants us to stop or wants conservatives to stop using the phrase uh, drag queens and start Um, using the phrase trans strippers because and he says, no, he says this verbatim because then when we talk about drag queens story hour, you know, like drag queens reading books to kids, it will inherently be sexual in a way that it wasn't because he wants and he's saying this verbatim. I could find the tweet, but like. That we need to sexualize these people so that we can fight this battle and inherently like show like like frame them as predators. That's what they've always done, though. That's I'm I'm whipping this out. I'm whipping my card out. This is what they always do to us by 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 saying that we're like inherently sexualized beings on the nature of our like sexual orientation. They can they can basically just dim- dismiss us in a public setting altogether. Because just the act of existing as a person who is in a relationship that does not conform to heteronormative standards means that you are sexual and that you are bad and that you should not be allowed to... Go off. (laughs) No, no. Keep going, Phil. Go, 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 go. No, because this is what always happens. This has been the entire movement because, like, it it also... it, It happens within the community is that we also view ourselves this way. And that's not good. Like we kind of have this like inability to go beyond what we're we're told we are. Like we just conform to that. But that doesn't that doesn't happen in like most of these like pride mm-hmm. settings. Like if you go to a pride, sure people will rant about like kink being there, but like if you look into most prides, most of them are family friendly. Most yeah, of them all are of them like are. approachable. Anyone can go and ne- not feel uncomfortable unless you're like the most virulently homophobic person on the planet. They're public spaces. It's a benign parade that is fun. It's not anything crazy. There's not like typically there's not cool communist shit happening, which there should be more of. But <laughs> Typically, it's typically it's as blasé as you can get. Mm-hmm. It's like any other kind of nice parade. The only difference is that people immediately see somebody in drag, and they're like, Ugh, uh, the trans people, which, like, drag mm-hmm. doesn't need to be trans. It, exactly. It, it, it they're not be. trans. It you know. can be. There are trans people who explore that aspect of but themselves. But it is not inherently. It's, it's, not, it, like it's even, not inherently. The in of itself, and this this is just uh, I think it was born out of burlesque this. culture. It was born out of like ballroom burlesque culture, which like the the original derivative of 
was like quote unquote straight aristocracy. So like like it it has its or it has its origin in queer people appropriating something that straight people did, which they did for a while. This isn't like this isn't unique to the modern age. There's that I'd famous say photo. That. I don't know. Of would people... you would you say that drag is inherently queer? Because there are like just straight people that do it. No, it doesn't have to be. That's the weird thing. I was just gonna bring it up. There is there's that photo of like British servicemen in World War II mid drag performance. They were just having like fun in drag, which well, is something, is something that actually been, British has military existed. has done for a while. Is that, they'll pack it, costumes. This was seen even on the TV show version the of the yeah. frickin' uh, the Terror, where they would bring costumes and someone would like play a woman because like back in the day, even in Shakespeare's time, they actually didn't let women portray women in stage no. productions, so it so have there, to be a guy a, in drag. Depending on the on the kind, there's some misogyny there. But like inherent like there I, is I, misogyny I've been seeing there. just some insane stuff. Like I once saw that like there was some I think it's like a theologian or something. Um but he a, a lot of people who might be watching the show follow him if you if you are fix that. Uh but it, like he said something about like drag is like anti-culture like it's actually the dirty yeah straight yeah. people have been doing this for like centuries nice it goes further back than that this is something that has just that because the moment that you have like gender you know gender norms like it like if you're playing it for comedy it's funny to subvert them like this is something mm-hmm. yeah or, it's like, like they've never watched a monty has... python sketch like this is the the idea that this is something that is new is just or even like if we're talking about like like within the last couple centuries it goes back even further than that this is something that's always just the like no matter if you have if a society has like gender norms no matter what those gender norms may be there is going to be some kind of thing to subvert them or to like to subvert them or to like play with them for comedy for dramatic Mm -hmm. effect or this is something that is not new and the and this and this this is something again because i hate myself i'll i i listen to this is a this is a beat that alex jones has been on for a while and it comes from a place of mm-hmm. just complete ignorance of both on like on an anthropological sense how human society works and how like the history of like the history of how human societies like form and how they function and how the like things like gender norms and how uh and gender politics like how that worked in, in you know in tandem with like the material culture like how that manifests this is something that just doesn't it comes from just this complete and it's not even it's not a usual kind of ignorance it's not like not knowing because you will have people that just don't know and that's fine but this is coming from a deliberate a deliberate method of it's it's anti-history it's it is literally by like, nature. They say it's anti-culture. This is anti-history. This is just like disregarding any... the whole of human history and declaring that like this very specific like past couple decades in American society is all that there has ever been translated de- like centuries and millennia into the past like some sort of horrible horrible manifest destiny that this is what society was always going to become and you guys are just not on board mm-hmm. this is well, the and, this is the american exceptionalization of like of human history and you know and what what drives me insane about this stuff and, and broader this like queer phobic stuff going on right now is how much it is just criminalizing people wanting to live their life because like when, or, or sexualizing it inherently because like, you know, I, I, I've said this yes, before, yes, I think yes, on yes, the show, yes, yes. 
a number of times I think I've said this, like that um, if some if somebody grows up, get, got, gets the opportunity to grow up in like a mainline or Episcopal church, they could be really faced with the fact that most fucking queer people, because those denominations are affirming and generally have queer people in them, are just so fucking normal. Like, just be around a fucking gay dad, like in an Episcopal they're church, normal. and they are the they're- same. They're the same fucking corny ass dads. <laughs> You'll find they're just in dads. Church, <laughs> like dads are universal. The- All dads are universal. And it just, I guess what it makes me so livid because it's just people like, you know, a lot of these drag queen story hours or whatever, like, you know, uh, you know, wherever the fuck the pictures of like the, 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 the like drag queen stripper shit they've been going around, pushing around. I don't know where the fuck that's from, but like, and, and, but the majority of this shit is just like, you know, making it like making kids who might not feel comfortable in their gender identity that they've been assigned or you know whatever they they realize that they are attracted and it's not in an explicitly sexual way when they're like 10 attracted to somebody of the same you know sex they're it's just innocent they just want to feel comfortable like and i get so fucking livid at like like candace owens is is the one that recently made a you know talk about like how if children are taken to a a, a drag queen story hour that they should have the state take their children away from them and that shit makes me so fucking livid listen because when you're like, first discovering like attraction to other people the first thing that comes to like most kids mind is like oh i want to hug them really tight or oh i want to hold their hand and like that's when you're young like it doesn't matter who that's oriented I, it, it to that's sweet about, it says a lot about them that this is how they're that yeah they, like how they think but i do i think chris wants to say something so yeah yeah good dude sorry i'm like getting emotional yeah my, uh, I've got three younger brothers. The one right, ah, shit. The one right below me, Jacob, is gay. He's out. Everyone knows. But he, he didn't feel comfortable to come out to everybody until he was in college. Mm-hmm. But I knew. I mean, I threw somebody into a wall in high school for Jacob because mm-hmm. they were bullying him. Yeah. Because everyone knew he was gay. It's an aspect, like, I will say, as my personal experience, there is a fundamental aspect of me as a person that people just, and my fiancé too, that people just clue in on. It's something that I don't understand why it works this way. I could Mm -hmm. never tell you. It's like some sort of transcendent quality of, like, being and existing in in the harsh restrictions our society has. That the defiance of that, even in a minimal, very minimal way, people just kind of clue into it and become very hostile immediately. Yeah, and like, Jacob is so good, and I can't, I can't imagine not liking him. And so like, Jacob likes boys, who gives a shit? He's my brother, and I love him, and who cares? Yeah. And if you want to, if you want to hurt my brother, I'm going to hurt you. Like, right. How could you want to hurt him? He's he's just a nice boy. Yeah. And it's the hostility that's the point. It's well, it's the, the observance the of a exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that's like as a as an annoyingly straight person. This is the problem. <laughs> because like I love my brothers. I love I have two queer brothers and I love them both so much. And why would you hate them? They're so good yeah i've had the benefit of knowing many many queer people in my life um mm-hmm. whether my i've known it at queer, that time 
Shit. Yeah. Yeah, and why I can't would you imagine be mean to these people, especially you know, uh, I through college and through high school and college, I got to know a lot of like trans people, and I have so many like deep friendships that I can't. There is that it's that same thing, but I can't. Why would you hate for something that is so inconsequential that you mm-hmm. despise you them to mean? the point? Yeah, not just that, like that you just dis- they're very you despise their very existence for what for what like how does this impact you how does this mm-hmm. like and it's it, not hurting you it's not yeah. and you're building it is the ultimate it's this ultimate case of building a strama for something like because it like it, you you're afraid of something that is you know we we're all afraid of the future every single one of us is afraid of especially if you have kids if you have kid like i remember um this is a horror documentary where john Car- carpenter talked about that like the older that you get and they have a couple of kids the world starts appearing sort of like less filled with opportunity and new stuff and it starts being more scary and that's you know that's understandable the world is scary but that doesn't mean that you're you're that like you should let that fear dictate how you treat other human beings who have nothing to do with you 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 know and yeah like the the fear of like the outside world and wanting to protect your family or whatever i think what what drives me insane about a lot of this anti-queer stuff is that is that they're going after other people's families they are and like yeah because like and and i think that's what what has gotten me yes and like the thing is like there's so you know, so many parents have been so awful to their kids because of, of you know, finding out they're queer. And we're, we're finally getting a, 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 some generations of fucking good parents who are sticking up for their kids and trying to be good to their children. And, and now, now they're going to have their kids taken away from them. Yeah, use the fucking state against it. And like to me, as someone who has, whether or not I've moved away from it or not, internalized a lot of like the conservative evangelical shit I grew up with, like the the caring about the family, trying to be a good father, et cetera, et cetera. I find even the conservative part of my brain is fucking livid. You know what I mean? Like the part of my brain that is all family values, quote, whatever, even that part is still fucking like like angry all the time at this shit. Because you're tearing fucking families apart. Exactly what you want, which is the, like, a strong family unit in our society, you're destroying it. And the right has always done this. They they will tear apart immigrant families. They will tear apart, you know, they, they, will, they will try their best to fucking incarcerate black people and tear apart their families. They've always fucking hated families. They've done this and, for, like, I, do you know how many families were torn apart from the crack epidemic? Yes, exactly. How many, like, how, or, like, how many people were, like, I grew up with both my mom and dad. That is, they, like, that is not, that's treated as an anomaly, and it shouldn't be. Like, you should have it, but it isn't. Like, how many, like, uh, like, immigrant families no matter what their origin is, have been torn apart with those or like DACA kids who this is the only country that they've known. This is the only thing that they've known, but now they got to be sent back to like that. They have no a culture. They have no idea about how many like, yeah. like how like I think I it's just I think like the point that you've been coming to is should be used more. that the right hates hates families. families. It, they they actually have, they have, do. They do. Like, they love us like the idea they, they like they're the idea. anti-life they're, idea. they're like evil like pure evil <laughs> they're dark side they are t- they're, they're literally dark side they, well, like, they want to get like the anti-life hate. equation boy and i, I think of this Sorry, shit i'm with just like, like over here bawling but yeah. like i just like i can't yeah 
I can't like countenancing harm against children really fucks me up. I do wanna I do wanna add this one thing. Yeah. That go for it. So when I was first coming into my myself and my identity Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I had always kind of, I, there was never really a point where I left my religion behind me. I always kind of carried it with me. And that was hard because I was, I would interact with other people who made me kind of like clue into the fact that I, I, you know, I wasn't who I thought I was for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I would just clue into the fact that they thought we were like, it's this internalization that, um, it's a lot of, a lot of queer punks that I know. And I'm friends with. They cloak themselves in, like, satanic, dark imagery, pagan imagery, sure, like yeah. this. Because we're told, from, like, the inception of our being, that we are inherently dark and satanic individuals in the context of, like, evangelical Christianity. And it always it always hurt me so much because, like, I always say that my mom, my mom and my parents were always, like, the biggest influence on me. And, like, one of the things they always stressed to me as a child was that God was kind of, like, incapable of hating people, at least hating people in the truest sense of the word. Like, you could incur his wrath if you did something wrong. Like, if you were an evil person, he could be wrathful to you, but he'd never hate you for anything you could possibly do. Like, that's literally not Mm. God if he hates you. That's the devil. And growing up with that, it's it's rough because you... I, I understand why they do it. I understand why they adopt this. Like, iconography beliefs behavior it's because we're told that we are that so we have to become that in order mm-hmm. to survive because it's like if the narrative is that uh you know lord jesus christ the lord of light and lover of all things hates you and you're wrong then you must you have to embrace that and be wrong because that's that's like yeah. the most awful thing I could think of. Being who I am and like being the religion I am. That's the most disgusting thing. It's it's sacrilegious, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, to it's, to push people out of the belief that God loves them is Yeah, it's um, it's satanic. It literally is satanic. Well, it's I'm, the I'm idea glad you're that, saying like, this. No, I, I'm really glad you're saying this because this is a point yeah. I wanted to make on the show specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I made it on Twitter, but I I want the fucking wrath of God talk. I, I like I think the Episcopal Church is so nervous about making moral proclamations like this at times. And like, I, I want this. I want a preacher to be like, no, like what you are seeing, what the real takeover of like Satan that, that, you know, we live in a world of powers and principalities that fuck over people. Like I like that shit is exemplified in the way that the right right now is doing a targeted campaign against children where they're weaponizing. And frankly, they're the ones sexualizing children doing this. Yes. Sexualizing children, you know, like by making just just people trying to come to grips with their identity an inherently sexual and depraved thing that that is going to hell. That is hell. That is fucking, mm-hmm. you know, that is satanic. That is whatever you want to call it. I want that spiritual language. I want that condemnation. I want like, people why, to... Why should the right have the monopoly on that? On, on, on that? moral language. Like, it pisses why, me off. Like, they should not, like, objectively, what they do should be called this, like, there should be a satanic panic over the right. That the right wing is, like, you, and you never hear this with, like... And this is something that does frustrate me with like the religious left is that yes, they, they Jack, want to go, be, go, go. They want to be <laughs> too cushy. They want to be I think it comes from do you remember the goddamn America speech? Yeah. Yes! Jeremiah Wright. So good. Jeremiah, the, 
there needs to be more Jeremiah Wrights. Like, there needs to be more people saying no. The reason why that bad stuff happens, that maybe bad stuff happens in this country, is because maybe we're we're bad, like we're bad, and we're not bad because like like we have same sex marriage or whatever. We're bad because we treat the marginalized people of this country bad. And get you know who else did the same thing? Sodom. That's why Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed because they treated those that were less as nothing, and that's why they were turned to ash, and, and that's it's, why it's they were in the gospel. The when <laughs> Satan tempts Christ in the des- desert and says, "You, if you bow to me, I could make you ruler of the world." That's the bargain yeah. conservatives the, have entered that's into. What they, like, they, they got the world, and now they, they lost get, their they, soul. They, they they're the right wing and this is not i'm just gonna put this more broadly no, please than just go like on please right go wing. on this is good the, this is more less like just the right wing in this country i think you could apply this as like the right wing globally is is they have they i think the phil's right they've sold out their soul for the world because they this is the thing that they yes. wanted they want to have this control over they want this control they want this kind of like hierarchical position to finally put their idea of what a go- their golden age was which never existed yep as like they they have this idea of in the imagined past uh of like what and what comes from that is that that past never existed and the people that you're mad that you say caused it they've always been around they've been around that the, for as long as humans have been around but you don't want to see that because you want easy answers and the answers that like and the hard answers to the questions that you have of like, why do I feel so unfulfilled? Why do things suck so much? It's it's the institutions that you uphold and want to protect are why you're so you did it. and why you're you, so empty. You freaks, you did it. You won. You yeah, won. Like, and now you know you're why, unhappy. Like like Jeff Bezos and and the 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 spear air like not spear what's the spear like the guy like the like or Elon Musk like the desire like we got to get into space. Or we gotta do this, we gotta do that. It doesn't come from this like this idea of like it's the next frontier. Like we're doing this for the betterment of mankind to push our scientific development. It doesn't come from that. It comes from the sphere of like I think there's a net, like I believe in nothing, I hold nothing, and they I'm want to escape of, the consequences of their actions. I am afraid of. I am afraid of. Uh, I am deeply afraid of, of of death. I am deeply afraid of of. And I'm not saying this is if they believe that they're going to hell. I don't think they do. Uh, but I think that they are afraid of of this ending. That's why they want to seek, like, they want to seek perpetuating this. And this goes to the right. They want to, because you're afraid that you might be wrong. No one wants to feel like they're wrong. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good being wrong. No, but it feels shitty. It feels, I'm going to feel shitty if I die and God was right. <laughs> it, like, But turns out, like, mate, like, at least according to what we believe, they, like, you are. And what comes from with with uh what comes from the position that they have is that they're like it comes even great like if you're if you're like uh like chris uh chris Russo, if you're if you're that guy if you have like a dark night of the soul and you come to the conclusion that i think i was wrong what do you do now your life is just has just been your entire life has been pushing like that critical race theory is instead of like a le- like a legal theory on analyzing like how law interacts with institutional racism which is what that is. And you also mm-hmm. like are pushing to make people who are just trying to live their lives, like people who just exist, that want to live life as they are these like ghoulish monsters and want to ha- like harm your children because they're like, because they're Pennywise, the dancing cloud from it. Like, like no, they aren't. 
They're just like you, trying to be there. They're just trying to exist, and your perpetuation of this, if you at all ever have a, like a moral backbone, that you ever come to like, I think I might be wrong, this is your life. You've devoted your entire life to this. Like it's, and it's, it's freakish. Point, like, I used it's to genuinely have, freakish. I used to have a kind of like weird, like not respect, but I at least would have like a like I would regard with Candace Candace Owens like, yeah, get the conservative money. Like, I get it. If I like being a black conservative pundit makes you a lot of money. If I could do it, I would. Uh if that like that that's a possibility in the future. If I have ever started hard shot for cash, I'll come and say, I I left the left and now I'm embracing the right. Like I, I get that, but this this is disgusting. This is like this is a, a a moral dearth. This is a complete lack of like what I would consider. I know that we come with a, like the dehumanization language is not good, but I think you know in the case of people that are like perpetuating language that you you only hear when talking about genocides. I feel that it's okay to say these people are ghouls. They're monsters. You shouldn't respect these people. You shouldn't engage with these people as like legitimate actors. You should any time that you see this, it should be fought back with as much as you can. And I think that we you need to use more, even if you don't believe in it. Use that moral language. Use that fire and brimstone language. That no, what you're doing is by definition satanic. It is by definition yes, 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 everything yes, that yes, you yes. think that yes. you think that you believe, and you are in fact going to hell. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, the ju- and I, you I, should fear I, the fire of hell, buddy. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, a lot of you, conservatives have shown that they like, they are not afraid when they should be. They're not afraid of God, I, but they should. Be. From 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 one of my favorite songs, "Feel the Heat from the Hell That You Have Made." Get to know this place. This is where you're gonna stay. Fuck you guys. You made your own hell. Eat shit. Die in it and burn. <laughs> I, I think before we before we ask for, I think that it's important to note some. There was the we didn't get to it the last episode, but there was that trans uh, transgender mm-hmm. teenager that attempted suicide yep. in Texas. Um, That's I, heartbreaking. I think that Greg Abbott is going. To know. I think that I, yeah, I, this yeah. Point, every every individual like every from 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 Greg Abbott to those that have voted him in the people that are yeah. support that are supporting within his yeah. administration. To yeah. the the so called like healthcare industry that has perpetuated this to the people that did the investigating, every single person that did that that was involved to this from like the bottom rung to the top. <laughs> Guess what, buddy? You're going to hell. These are and yep. people wonder how did like the, you know you've always got those questions of like well how did like regular people like commit genocides like how did how did you have like just regular like normal people just like rat out like German like their Jewish neighbors that they didn't even that they net they they didn't hate like how did you have like this happen and it's this you're watching it in real time and I don't mean yep. to like yep. like you're yep. like this yep. is it's the like it, it comes from this thing of like what you're seeing now the, I, I have to find it somewhere I always reference it but there was like a German like a uh, like they were they were cops that were sent to like police um, like occupied cities. And there was at one point where like, like this guy, uh, because he was riding back to his wife in Germany, he mm. like, uh, talking like it's our office. Like, I can't wait to go serve. Like I, this is going to be really useful for me because like not everyone, you know, was able to serve the army. They, not everyone was able to like, either you're too old, you have an injury, you know, something, right. Um, you either could join the SS or the Wehrmacht, but like you were able to like be like a cop in an occupied city. Mm-hmm. And you still did like, and there wasn't that social because they like uh, 
a, a misnomer that people get about the Nazis is that you would get in trouble if you didn't like commit war crimes. You didn't, not legally, not officially. You'd be ostracized, like social, like societally, yes, but legally, no, they did not. Um, but still, you had like this this sense of like, well, I have to do, I have to serve my country. I have to like this is something that's like they're saying that's right, and they would be lying about it. It has to be true. Um, and in these letters, he was talking about how, like, how many babies he shot, like how many children, that, like, Christ. The, and they would like, like these people would play the skeet shooting with, with babies. And you know what happened with those people? Eventually they killed themselves because humans can't do that for long. We can't like, unless you're a sociopath. You can only tell he, yourself that it's justifiable for so long. Like in yeah. his letters, he talked about like how I have to believe that this is the right thing to do because otherwise I'm a monster. Like I have to believe that this is right. And this is the same thing that comes with this. this. It hasn't gone there yet, but if, with the way that they're going, it will be. They believe that you have like the people that are doing this at the, from the bottom to the top, they have to believe they're doing the right thing. I don't believe that Greg Abbott believes he's doing the right thing. I think that for because, him, it's a cold cal calculated... Sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, well, no, I was just saying, because the only other option is that they suck. Yeah. And like, the they do I'm suck. Bad. I'm the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. They can't... I mean... They, I mean uh, they just don't want to like, self-actualize. They don't want to realize yeah. that... Everything they believe is just, like, thinly balanced on, like, yeah. one dumb question that, like, if you asked it to the forefathers of Christianity, would look at you sideways and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, because guess yeah. what? They didn't conceive of, like, like, like most, like, things, like, like most things that are cultural. It has the, the a gender identity and sexuality, the ideas of them have changed they've shifted they've evolved like and they're not the same thing from like the way uh, if people ever i'll i'll get jose to put it in the show notes there's a good video on like showing that within like uh ancient israel they didn't conceive of gender the same way that we conceive of it now no one has it's always been different for each society like it's not something that like the idea that this thing has always been like written in stone is not true if you analyze like if you're just vaguely aware of like history and how we work as a species you would know it's not true but you can't you have to not believe that because otherwise you have to say then i'm the bad guy and no one wants to be the bad guy but guess what if you do these things if you're do like you're the, the bad guy you you're suck. the bad guy. You're gonna die, now, buddy. You're gonna now, die. I, I do have. We do have some. I guess Biden did something that was okay, um, which was mm -hmm. deciding. Oh no! That, what that, did he uh, do this time? That was okay. Uh, that was the what was it? The um, uh, I should have pulled it up. The the protect like that. There's a, a like a executive order uh, protecting basically like trying mm -hmm. to overrule like the the state laws that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what? We have to ra rag on Biden because he's not he's not good. But you know what? Yeah. I'm willing to admit when when you know yeah, yeah. someone I dislike has done something good. This is a good yes, thing. That's a good thing. Yep. The Supreme Court can tell him whatever they want to tell him. And if Biden has anything resembling a backbone, he'll just say the court has made his ruling. Now let them enforce it. Listen, that spineless, deflated ball sack needs to step up to the plate, or else I will personally, like, come and shit in his mailbox. <laughs> <laughs>
that adults are getting behind this narrative so that they can have a woke t-shirt on and say, I love my children. I, I allowed my child to pick their gender and pick their species. And they feel proud of themselves because they can go and they can say this on Facebook that they're a wonderful, accepting and loving adult. When in reality, they are underqualified to have children. They should have their children taken away from them because it's child abuse. That's child abuse. Let's just do the close. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. Right, Phil, bye. we love you. Oh, okay. So we'll just close All out right. Phil without Phil. So uh, between right, the so music break and now, Phil has uh, Phil he's has dug a hole to his other slave job where they uh, give him a sack instead of a. I give him a shack. They give him like a like a duffel bag. But um, you can I'm follow Phil a hole at where the rain gets in. <laughs> You, you can know, follow Phil director. at cryptiddirector on twitter.com. I'll say that for Indeed you, you can. Yes. Indeed Phil's a nice you boy. You should follow him. You should. Cryptiddirector at twitter.com. Nice boy. Uh, he's, he's a good boy. We go to our next. Uh, so while while Phil's tumbling out the hotbox to get to his other slave job, uh, I, I sobbed her over uh, to where uh josiah has been uh slow picking cotton as a uh as uh he's being continually whipped by this is now three people now yep yep oh dang uh, i i do how do you buddy i i say yep i deserve this this is reparations don't <laughs> worry i am going to don't as soon as uh i i put a a, a koofy hat on him as he is being just pelted by yeah. the sun uh, you yeah. will be you will be um, my my house, be the my my house Yakubian. However, you do have to, you still have to go. This is an important part of your de-Yakubification process. Yep. yep. Um, uh, and you can uh, you could follow me at Josiah W Sutton on Twitter. Um, exactly. And yeah, actually, haven't put out any fruitless or Substacks or anything lately to plug. But uh, you know, you do those. So check them out. <laughs> you do this. There's some older go, stuff. Go read his. Go go read Josiah's uh, Substack. It's good. Yeah, I think the last one I wrote was on Ukraine, like when it first happened. But no, go read it again. You wrote, you, you wrote something else. How do I remember this is a new doubt? I I never remember what I write, man. I <laughs> uh, so we we go over. So after after uh, the yakuification process is still continuing for Josiah, we go to our illustrious guest Chris Parker who is still being beaten by an Irishman um and being pelted with potatoes Absolutely. saying this is your fault uh he is saying this is your fault you did this to us um United Ireland forever um various other I think oh. he called you a limey um <laughs> oh yeah saying, that's fair he's saying English go home no I'm not uh, English the, I'm Scottish the oh well, okay all right that's so it's a little less. It's a. It's probably less bad as it. Go in, north. If you, were, if, if you went further south, it might the the treatment might might be worse. Yeah, fuck the English. <laughs> but uh, we want to thank we want to thank Chris for for being on this episode of Mammonberg. Uh, yeah, this is. This I'm was, just getting this, absolutely savaged by an Irishman, and I deserve it. Yep. <laughs> as is. That's just the consequences of being from the from the British Isle, unfortunately. Right. Like, I'm right. a colonizer. Uh, Fuck me. 
But still, <laughs> United, United, uh, uh, independent Scotland, though. I think this yep. is, they'd be good. Scotland independent. independent, United Ireland, Wales independent, fuck England. That's true. Really, the balkanization of the the balkanization of the UK should be the goal. That's uh, the main absolutely, goal. Absolutely. But Chris, where can <laughs> where can people where can people find you? Well, um, I don't tweet anymore, but that's a good um, thing. You should you should not tweet. That's a bad thing. But uh if you want to ever DM me, I'm at CM underscore Barker like Bob. Uh and otherwise oh, yeah. I just exist. And if you really, really want to talk to me, I am on the Discord, and I would love to talk to you all because I really like the Discord, and it's it's nice. Um, we got a nice community. If you're not on the Discord, come to the Discord. It's come nice. join the yeah, Discord. Come to the Discord. It's fun. Hopefully, I'm not too obnoxious. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, you're if, you're wonderful. If you uh, if if you really really want to talk to me, ask Josiah for my phone number because Josiah has my phone <laughs> number, and then you can text me. But I'm not going to we'll share it, it up here. To Josiah, we'll leave it up to Josiah if he's like, ah, should I give this person. I'll use my number? discretion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Josiah will use Josiah will use his discretion, and uh, maybe you can text me if you want to. Also, ser- seriously though, Jekyll, if you want to know my phone number, you can DM me and we can talk. I I might because uh, this was know. this was a ton of fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good. Everybody. Everybody, uh, I know it's, it was a little bit of an upper downer this episode, but I hope that we left with some kind of hope. As yep. usual, oh, solidarity yeah. forever. Solidarity, solidarity for goddamn ever. Power, uh, all power to all the people. Uh, have a John wonderful. John's uh, body lies a moldering in the grave. His soul is marching on. And of course, uh, goddamn America, that's in the Bible. Yep. Where governments lie, God does not lie. Where governments change, God does not change. And I'm through now. But let me leave you with one more thing. Governments fail. The government in this text, comprised of Caesar, Quirinius, Pontius Pilate, Pontius Pilate. The Roman government failed. The British government used to rule from east to west. The British government had a union jack. She colonized Kenya, Ghana, Nigeria, Jamaica, Barbados, Trinidad, and Hong Kong. Her navies ruled the seven seas all the way down to the tip of Argentina in the Falklands. But the British government failed. The Russian government failed. The Japanese government failed. The German government failed. And the United States of America government, when it came to treating her citizens of Indian descent fairly, she failed. She put them on reservations. When it came to treating her citizens of Japanese descent fairly, she failed. She put them in internment prison camps. When it came to treating the citizens of African descent fairly, America failed. She put them in chains. The government put them on slave quarters, put them on action block, auction blocks, put them in cotton fields, put them in inferior schools, put them in substandard housing, put them in scientific experience, experiments, put them in the lowest paying jobs, put them outside the equal protection of the law, kept them out of their racist 
those bastions of higher education and lock them into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God bless America? No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America that's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America as long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. Sort of gonna, the moment gonna sign in the law.